Guinness, the Notorious B.I.G. Curry Goat White Rice. Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast. Old Head Ed with you another week. Thank you for tuning in yet again. Uh, this week, we got a, we got a guest uh, a guest that deals with precious metals. Not precious metals, he, he makes metals combine. He's, he's not Magneto, uh, but he, he can manage to meld metals together. Enough of the metal talk. Um, let's talk about impact and let's talk about welding. I got none other than Keyshawn Dryden. CEO of Impact Weldon here in the house with me, or actually he opened up his house. I am in the Casa de Dryden. We're recording, <laughs> recording at Casa de Dryden. So, uh, Keyshawn, thanks for coming through, and uh, or thanks for allowing me to come through and uh, having you on the show, man. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, everybody? I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm just glad that to see you doing your thing. Okay, don't you know appreciate we that. we've been friends forever. Yes, in yes, a day. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So. Yo, man, I'm 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 glad to see you living your dreams and nice. just and just loving it, man. So, bro, yeah, man, uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that definitely, and uh, and just um, just getting to know getting to know people or introducing people people that I know to other listeners is is kind of like that's that's the uh, that's what drives me. It's like everybody has a story to tell. And uh, and I, I think most people that tune in want to hear stories, and that's what we're here for, man. I know these, I know most of the people I interview. Uh, for the most part, I know I've known them, I have some history with them. Um, there's times that I don't know them, but I'd like to get to know them at the same time. That works out, you know, kind of like the listener tunes in, and I, I get to know them at the same time. Understand, so, understand. Like you said, we've known each other for a minute, uh, and um, and yeah, man, it's it's been wild, and it, we were fortunate that we all came together the way we did. Um, uh, and well, I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, but before we go there, which I guess will, will put us right right before where we met, um, what what got you into welding? I needed something to do. Okay, okay, that's that's a logical <laughs> you know, there was explanation. A, there, was a, there was a need. There was a, there was a need, and um, I had a drive, and I needed to find something to do. Man, I was leaving. I left school, and I was managing a pizza restaurant, and. A, you know, one day I looked at my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and I go, could you be married to a pizza man, you know, for the rest of your life? And she said, you know, if this is all that you can do, then then, then that's fine with me. You know, I could love you okay. doing what you do. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I don't think it was enough because I, shortly after that, I looked into McFadden Tech. Um, I went through vocational rehabilitation. Um, they helped me out to sponsor me to be able to go to McFadder Tech. And, you know, I was driving over to McFadder Tech to go um, check out their truck driving program to okay. drive over the, over the road, you know. All right. And on my way there, my lower back started to hurt. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, 
you know, you just driving down the road and your back's hurting you. How are you going to drive over the road? You know, how are you going to be a truck driver? How are you going to hit yeah. cross country? Yeah, whatnot, cross country, you know, driving the big rigs all day, all night. <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, okay, well, then I'm not going to drive trucks, you know. So I went inside and I was open to whatever they had to offer. Okay. And then I learned about their welding program and they were telling me that, you know, you could travel, make really good money. And those were the two words that I wanted to hear, travel and make really good money. All right. And I was hooked, man. And then it came natural to me. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that it was a gift mm. to, you know, just to be able to do what I do. Yeah. Be able to blend um, materials together like that. Yeah. And... You know, after doing it for years, I realized that it was a gift because not everybody could do what I do. Okay. And so, you know, I just, I made it a career. Nice. And it, you know, took off from there. Okay, okay. And then years on the line, I met you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, off the strength I'm blessed, of welding. man. Yeah. Off the strength of welding. So, I'm blessed, man. Nice, I'm blessed. nice. Um, that, that's, that's wild. It's, uh, it's funny how, um, despite... Uh, despite what you have planned, um, sometimes life, the universe, God, whatever, wherever you'd like to place that, absolutely, they'll, they'll kind of they'll nudge you absolutely. just slightly off course, or where you think is off course, but you don't realize you're on right. course, right on you know course, man. But you won't see that until later down the line, later absolutely. down the line. So uh, you started getting into welding, um, and you said you kind of had a knack for it. You picked up on it. Uh, Typical welding, I mean, I'm sure there's levels to welding. Oh, yeah. There's levels to welding. Um, where, where do you normally start off? I'll tell you what, like what you said about levels to welding, there's a lot of there's a lot of different levels to welding. A lot of people think that welding is just welding is just welding. Yeah. But which is which is the process of combining uh, combining metals. various materials together. Okay. okay. Um so there are, you know, most welding the, the welding that most people see is just basic if, if you when once you combine two materials together whether mm -hmm. it's the same or it's different material yeah the strength is unbelievable okay you know what i mean so like if you're doing like mild steel um is forty thousand pounds per square inch okay so that's heavy that's strong yeah and a lot of times we just use sheet metal you know, to hold something up. Yeah. So yeah. you think about a square, In a comparison. little square of mild steel, how strong it is. Yeah. And so we don't even, a lot of times, everyday people don't tap into the full strength of, of what welding is capable of. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like I said, a lot of times a tack could hold up a lot of stuff. Sometimes you see your furniture come from um, Walmart or Ikea, wherever you buy your furniture. I don't want to shout out any companies. But yeah, because we, we, they, <laughs> we they ain't paying our bills. So, we're, yeah, you know, I don't want to shout out the companies. But you see furniture comes from different places and you see a little tack on it. And that's what's holding that particular product up. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? And there's another level of welding where you go to nuclear power plants and, you know, they're the ones that send electricity to you. Mm -hmm. But... There are pipes that are like two, three inches thick. Wow. Wall thickness on pipe, okay. you know, and 
that's to show you it's carrying steam and that's to show you how strong it needs to be. Yeah. You to, know, to hold this. To hold this. And so the 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 welding rods, you know, if you use a 7018 welding rods, the okay. 70 is for the tensile strength. So I was telling you that mild steel is 45,000. Yeah. So 70,000 is uh, the 70. This is 70. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then, um, so, and then the pipe is manufactured to whatever specification that they want. Okay. That strength to be. But okay. the weld is always stronger than the base material. It so makes sense. The pipe. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So the weld is always. It, in other words, if, if the pipe, if something happens to the pipe, it'll happen to the pipe before it does to the actual weld. Yes. Yeah. And, and then what's crazy is that, like, you know, they're never gonna put in a pipe mm -hmm. that they don't think that it can carry that product. So okay. they know um, two things about the pipe is that the pipe is made in a in a manufacturing plant that has specifications that they can keep um, like a great tolerance. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know the pipe is gonna be what it's supposed to be all through the pipe for the most part. Correct. And so it's gonna be pure material that's been milled the way it's supposed to be milled. And so whatever they're putting through that pipe, they know that if it's gonna be 40,000 pounds per square inch and whatever size the pipe is gonna be, they know that that pipe can handle it. Okay. But your weld, because you're a man, you're flawed, mm. you know, even if you have some flaws in the weld, it's still stronger than the base metal that you're working with so your flaws are supposed to your flaws will be able to pass through okay that's yeah. that's the theory behind it okay okay that you makes know, sense the that pipe is machine and then the wells that's done in the field there's a potential for flaw not that there is flaw but, but there's, there's a potential and there, there's a little there's a little leniency a little leniency being that you're man so that's why they always give you so much more tolerance Okay. You know what I'm saying? As far as with your tensile strength for dope. your your weld. Understood. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Okay. So I, I've been doing it for a while now. I've been welding, um, probably about since 2002. Okay. So how long yeah. is that now? Your that's, math is probably yeah, better. Yeah, 17. <laughs> that's for 17 years. Seven. I'm gonna say 17. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense because I think we we met up in an 05. I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, right around that thing. So you already have been at it for a minute. Um, what, what was the uh, what was the what was your first welding job like? Like, what was that uh, experience like? <laughs> the first welding job, it was dope, man. It was cool because going to McFadder Tech, they gave you a a broad variety of welding experience. So you okay. was welding on different materials. Okay. Um. So I I was able to get in with. This company, this boat company, this yacht company. Okay. That they did yacht work all over the world. All right. And they did specialized work where customized yachts. So their wells, you know, their wells are really nice. It's, it's, yeah. They're they're leaning they're leaning a lot towards the cosmetics. Okay. They want the finish. Yeah, to look pristine, pristine. Cause I mean, yeah, they're, they're really selling these yachts for top dollars. Yeah, so. the strength is naturally there, mm -hmm. but they want the the cosmetic. 
Okay. To pop. Okay. You mentioned yachts, um, and I had this thought flowing around in my head. It's underwater welding. What does what does that what does that consist of? Because <laughs> it, it, it bugs me out. I mean, I know that they sell like underwater matches, or like, not mm-hmm. underwater matches, but like matches that if they get where you can still light them, mm-hmm. you know that type of stuff. But welding underwater, what is like what is something like that well, consist of? The the rods, they're insulated. Okay. So, you know, it's pretty much. Because you're typically hooked up to a machine yes, you're with hook- electrical power, right? Yes. In order, that's that's how the well begins, is you have a rod that has electricity coursing through it. Yes. And then that'll melt it right along either in a spot or a line, depending on what you're trying to what accomplish. What you're trying to accomplish. So now you have a you have a yeah. rod underwater. Underwater. <laughs> Go ahead, build on that. What's that like? Okay, so I never really got I never really got deep into underwater welding. No pun intended, and right? No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I would have when I first started. I wanted that. Was, that was my interest. Okay. I wanted to do that, but then you couldn't hold your breath. I couldn't hold my <laughs> breath that long. I couldn't hold. How did you know? <laughs> I couldn't hold that my. Breath. That would have been my answer. <laughs> that would have been my answer. So I couldn't hold my breath that long. <laughs> so I passed on that. But basically, what it is is that the rod is insulated. The leads are insulated. Okay. And. Once you strike an arc, it makes its own oxygen, uh, right? Based on the flux, the covering of the rod. Okay. So if if a rod is if a rod is a lot of um, has a lot of cellulose material. Okay. You know, like um, Google that cellulose materials. <laughs> yeah, cellulose materials. Yeah, it's gonna make its own oxygen. You know. And does that oxygen push? Uh, I mean, it keeps the fire lit, and it does push it's push the water, the water away. away from the spot. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. So it's pretty cool, man. And, okay. And, okay. Um, it's a neat. They make they make bank. From what oh, I, I hear, imagine. they make a lot of money. Probably imagine. a lot more money than I do. <laughs> you know, because they got to hold their breath for a long period of time. <laughs> Not only do you have to weld and be on point, but you got to hold your breath. Yeah. Till you're blue in the face. And those guys, sometimes when they when they go down, you know, when you dive, you gotta. You know, sometimes you got to come up slowly. So yeah, because decompressions. The yeah, and then they got to spend time in decompression chambers and stuff wow. like that. So it's a, it's a are, they getting, level. are they getting paid while they're in decompression? Oh, yeah. That's all part of the. Oh yeah! Wow, it's all paid. billable hours. They, it's all billable hours. <laughs> they get out. They get out on the water. It's all billable hours. That's ill. They're making good money. That is ill. You know? Wow. So I never got into that, but I was able to travel across the country and okay, um, okay. do the nuclear circuit. Okay. And it's just, to me, it was interesting. It was very nice to be able to, when the recession came, mm. it was nice to be able to continue to feed my family. Okay. Money wasn't an issue. The only thing, that, I think the only issue that we had was the fact that we were away from each other, you know? Yeah. So, okay. they spent a lot to spend probably about five years on and off traveling. Wow. What is, and what does the circuit consist of? Like, what are the, the, the spots that you would normally hit? Well, on I, the nuclear plant circuit? we call it a circuit. But you might not hit all the all different of, power plants okay. in the country. All right. But when you're when you're badged into one power plant, okay. Now you're a part of your system. You're red badged. Okay. And so now you're in the system, and you can go to different power plants with that badge. Okay. So you don't have to start over. You know, normally it takes you like about two weeks to get into a power plant. Wow. Two weeks yeah, of background sense. check. Makes sense. Um. Background check. They want to make sure that you're you're sane. 
Uh, you know, you haven't lost your mind. Yeah, yeah. They, you do I don't it. know how Homer Simpson had a job at a, at right, a, at a right, power plant, but right. But they, but these people are a little more thorough than than Springfield, I guess. Yes, they are, man. The first time I walked onto a, a power plant, mm-hmm. nuclear power plant, you open the door, and you see guards with M16 rifles, full full fatigue, yeah. knife in their boot. Okay. Side piece. A little intimidating. Full vest on. I was I was very intimidated. Yeah, yeah. If you had any, if you had any notions, the thoughts about doing it. Oh yeah. If, like if somehow anybody who wasn't right in the head kind of passed uh-huh. the, the background check, that uh-huh. that would have been another like a reality check. Like oh man, I didn't even want to pass gas in there, man. To be honest with you, like it was it was it was crazy. It was you crazy. Be the least offensive as possible. Absolutely, man. I'm sure I clenched Because they weren't going to ask questions, I imagine, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about, the, you know... Yeah, man. Places where it could cause devastation if anything were to happen, you know. I stayed clenched for a little bit. Because <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before, yeah. you know? Yeah, And those guys, I give them credit, man. They're ready to go. Mm. It's seen, and a lot of people don't know this, but... The SEALs, from what I heard... The SEALs can test any one of our, any one of the nation's power plant at any given time that they want. Try to break in. Really? Yeah. To wow. see if they can get in. Really? To and see, see if, if the security, security measures are, that are to, in place are up to par. Up to par. Yeah, that's ill. And every nuclear power plant is miles away from, uh, like, a, what is this? An army base, like a base. So okay. they can get a jet, you know, there at any given <laughs> moment. A jet and like, you don't know. People don't nobody know. Nobody would notice the fact that there's a jet that pulls up to your power plant. Yeah, they could get. Well, you know, if they're being attacked. Yeah, yeah. You know that nuclear fuel is some serious stuff. Yeah. It's either could be used for good, or it could be used yeah, for like devastation. Anything else, man, like anything else. You know? Yeah. So you know what else Navy SEALs do pretty good at? What's that? Holding their breath. Holding their breath. <laughs> Holding so their they breath. probably make. If they wanted to, if they could just, if they could just kind of somehow uh, 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 borrow some of the uh, your your natural ability of uh-huh. welding, uh-huh. They, they'd be they'd be. Ill. I hope those guys they make better money than a welder, no, man. Sure. I they hope those to. guys they make better so money because they man. put their life on the line, yeah. you know, all the yeah. time. So, well, for sure. So, power plants. Your experience at a power plant, heavily guarded. Um, the circuit, and you 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 popped in a couple of different states. Yeah. Um, what was the, the the surrounding areas? What is that like? Like if you you're working at a power plant, you're traveling, you're working at a power plant. I imagine like it's small towns reside. Like is there's no major city near power plants, or is there? We have one down here. There are some that there are cities that built up around this built up around them, but they're typically like miles away. Okay. Okay. Um, in a secluded area. Okay. You know, it's not that you're gonna walk, you're gonna drive past one. On the way to public. You have to right? on the way to public. Like, exactly. Yeah, we're gonna go get some milk, and we're gonna go past the power plant. <laughs> now that's yeah. not gonna happen. You're specifically going into that area to get there. Okay. You know. And what are those areas like? Like, because you have to stay, you have to spend. You wouldn't realize until you get up close to it. Mm-hmm. But they're usually they're usually like rose up areas okay you know so the elevation they're elevated areas okay. and barricaded several barricades okay. you know you can't drive a vehicle straight all right into a power plant and if yeah. you did it you're not there'd gonna be do somebody, anything there'd be somebody on you yeah I, and i'm talking about how so my, my i guess my original question was 
the the neighboring areas like where you would where you would stay. They have no neighbors. <laughs> yeah, but there has to be okay, so, so they stand alone. <laughs> but I'm saying so the um, so when you was out there working at the power plants, end of the day you'd go into the the, the neighboring town, right? Or wouldn't it be like a yeah? So that's, that's what I was saying. And how, was how, would, like, how would that life? What was that like? Like those areas, like quiet, you know, small town type feel, or no, like because some of them, you know, even Turkey Point down in Homestead, like okay. down oh, in yeah, yeah. So and then like probably like about I would say fifty miles away, mm. you'd have the the town, okay, or thirty thirty. 30 something miles away you'd have the town. town okay and it was your typical and then it was a typical town typical and town. then I'm sure that there, you know there are people that work there every day that live in the surrounding areas because you gotta have you gotta have um, places to live yeah and then it's just a regular city most cities don't know that there's a power plant like this, the, the the city themselves know. Yeah but the people the inhabitants of the city they're they not. might have heard that there's a power plant here yeah. but they don't if they're not working there they don't, they don't yeah. even yeah. They're limited as far as the information. Exactly. Oh, and then when you go back there, you're like, this must be a dead end road that I drove onto that, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, dead being the operative word. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to find at the end of this road. It says exactly. dead end. Exactly. So, exactly. So, 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 so now fast forward to now, um, now you're involved, you've, you've branched out, you, you know, you, you drove around the country, you worked in several places, uh, uh, several, several locations jobs ranging from nuclear power plants to I imagine um, what uh, new construction yeah. what not buildings going up and now uh, as well like about a year year and a half you started doing your own thing it's been about it's been about two years now okay two years we've been doing our own thing my wife and I we own our own welding shout fabrication to Jay. Shout fabrication Jay. business definitely okay. shout out to Jay um, she's she definitely does the major running of it. Okay. And I do, I'm the major manpower of it. Got you, got you. <laughs> you know, small, small family business. Okay. And it's great. Yeah. So far, it's it's been great. I love it. Okay. I love, I love everything that we do. I love the structural side of it. I love the, I think one of the main parts for me that makes me love a lot of it mm-hmm. are the, is, are the people that we deal with. Yeah. A lot of times, that, a lot of times when you help somebody out and you do something that they can't do, mm-hmm. uh, you should see the smile on their face. They're very happy with the results of what they want, you know. Because a lot of times, sometimes people they just want. A guy came to me one time and he had a fuse okay. for an old. I couldn't tell you the name of the car because I'm not the car guy. Okay, but he had this fuse for a car. That he couldn't find anymore. He couldn't find this fuse, but it was an old antique car. And he wondered if I could weld it up. And I weld the fuse back. Really? Yeah. And he was was so excited and so happy. Uh, And it was just a fuse. For me, it was a fuse. But for him, it was like, I can't find this anymore. Yeah. You know, can you do this? And it was most likely not being able to find it. You weren't going to get that car to run. Yeah. Wow. And so it it was really... I like the expressions. I like the smiles. I like, mm-hmm. you know, how people get so excited. Yeah, because they're like, oh, this actually happened. This actually happened. This is, I didn't think I was going to be able to find this, you know. Wow. So, so. Did, did he know that it was, there was a possibility of the fuse, uh, that it was could be welded? 
he didn't know much about welding. Okay. So it was just like he was going out on a limb. Ah. He saw that we had really good reviews online. Okay. And he was just like, let me give it a shot. And then when he called, you know, he's like, I got this fuse. I don't know if you could weld it. And I was like, the, you can bring it by. You live close by. Just bring bring it by and I'll give it a shot. Okay. You know, and I think that's, I think a lot of people like that approach. Mm-hmm. That we're not so big and so out of touch that this is what we do and we're not going to touch anything else. We really, we really aim to please. Okay. So, like I said, for me, I realize that I enjoy being a help to my community. Yeah. And to me, that's a big deal. Okay. You know, being able to put smiles on people's face and sure. this other dude, he wanted a lamp, antique lamp, okay. you know, welded up and he didn't know if we could do it. He gave it a shot and it worked. So it's like the experience that, um, the experience that I've gained over the years from, you know, McFadden Tech, local 725. Okay. Um, we put all that together and, you know, we're able to do things for, our community that makes us proud in a, in a wide range of situations even yeah. things that you didn't know whether 100% whether this was going to work but the people were willing to give it a shot they knew they, they came into the situation not expecting things to work out the way they wanted and they did so I guess it's like uh, under promise over deliver that's what we try to do that's actually <laughs> one of our models <laughs> we, okay. try, we definitely try to under promise and over deliver yeah. for sure yeah man you know if somebody's gonna throw something out, mm. and it's 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 close to them, it's a family antique, it's whatever it is, you know, if you're gonna throw it out. Let me give it a shot. I'm not, I'm not so opposed to like spend a little bit of time, okay, you know, to see if I can help you out, yeah, to see if I can help out the situation. And if I can't, you know, it's not. I'm not trying to make you take the loss, you know. Okay, people have walked away and go, you sure you don't want any money? I'm like it just didn't work out. I understand that it didn't work out yeah. um, because of because this material is not one of those material that you can really mess with. There's a lot of there's a lot of materials out there that are engineered okay. to be a certain way and yeah. just throw away. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it's very rare, but it happens. You know, where it just doesn't work out. Yeah, you come across that one. You situation. come across that one particular situation that the way that everything is put together or blended together is just not going to work out. Dope and. Dope. Okay. You know, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, so, I yeah. hear that. I hear that. Dope, man. So it's it's good. Like you said, you started off by um, kind of uh, uh, applauding me in a sense of, you know, putting this thing together and, you know, making it happen after, you know, about years of talking about doing a podcast. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to, you know, applaud you, man. And it's like, it's dope. I, I you know, anybody who has, has that drive to do it. It's recognized and, and it, it seems like it's working. So that's that's excellent, man. That's excellent. Absolutely. Um, before we get into all the fun stuff, okay. I guess I we thought can... we were doing the fun stuff because oh, I was enjoying the... talking about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right, so let's just call it let's the next continue, level of fun. Continue the fun. Okay. <laughs> before we get into that and all the nonsense on the other end. Um, uh, let's give people where they uh, where they can reach you, where they can contact you if they need uh, if they need a, a what a, a wrought iron gate in their front yard, you know, okay. secured or whatnot. Where, where do they find Impact Welding? Impact Welding Services. Okay. At gmail.com. Bam. You that's can't it. beat that. That's it. That's it. That's where Powerful you find us. Impact. You can look us up on Google. You can look us up on Yelp. 
and you know see our reviews okay we definitely we definitely aim, gonna get aim you on to angie's please. list angie's list okay we definitely aim to please so Excellent. look us up you know we're, we're proud of our reviews we've taken time to build it nice you know we really believe in the customer service so. yeah word of mouth and that's the that's the power right there oh that's where we get most of our business from is word of mouth Dope, dope. And return customers. And return, nice. Yeah, so. Excellent. So y'all heard it here. Keyshawn Dryden, Impact Welding. Got you a little bit of some some details as to to how he, you know, started, how he got down the road. (laughs) Literally went down the road and didn't end up driving a truck. He ended up picking up welding. Can't hold his breath. Stay away from power plants. You you got all the details in between. (laughs) So that being said, this is Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast. We'll see you guys in the Bruce segment. Beats and Easter podcast, old head ed, back at it again. Still got Keyshawn from Impact Welding in the house, yes, in his sir. house. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. And we've uh, we've reached a segment where um where we get our guests to sample several beers, give us their opinion on beers, and um and we loosen up a little bit, and then we just make the stories even more interesting as we go on. Um, Keyshawn, uh, I got four beers here for you. We're gonna okay. go from uh from your right to your left. Okay. And I'm going to have you sample the first beer. The ber- the first beer is f- from the Coors Brewing Company. Um, it's George Killian's Irish Red. This one right here is an American Amber slash Red okay. Lager. Check that one out. Nice. Um, give, give it, you know, put it through the paces. Let me know what you think. It's, it's brewed in Colorado. I like the color. Okay. 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 And it comes in at a uh, 4.9% ABV. Oh, I usually like it higher than that. Hi, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we, we're keeping things mellow. We still got an interview to do. <laughs> Check that one. Let me know what you think. I like that. You like it? I okay. like that a lot. Okay. Okay. This one might win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a strong start. A strong start. Yeah, this is a strong start. I like this okay. a lot. Okay. Despite the, you know, well, strong in the sense that it's 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 favorable, but it's smooth. It's smooth. It's um. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the fact that there's not a lot of bubbles. Okay. A lot of fizz. Low carbonation. Low carbonation. Okay. Um, and it just it just sits well. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, usually this is where I, I kind of ask my guests to share some of their uh, hashtag EBMs, which is a hashtag that I'm trying to start. Okay. I don't think anybody knows about it, but okay. I've mentioned it before they on the now. show. They know now. They know I mentioned now. it on the show before. EBMs, early beer memories, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, stories. Maybe your first beer, um, the first time you drank a beer. What um, beer was it? First beer memory. Mm-hmm. I remember. Okay, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a rite of passage to be able to drink Heinekens. Okay. And Guinness. Okay. And I had the Heineken's down pack, <laughs> but I struggled with the Guinness. Really? That was like the boss. Yeah. That was like the boss in the level. Oh, like, yeah. The Heineken was first like the, the sub boss where you yeah. just faced off and you beat it and you kept going. Yeah. And I struggled with Guinness. And, you know, I used to have like an ice cold Guinness and my uncles would be drinking. Okay. And 
you know, this was your rite of passage. You you know, they'll yeah. give you a Guinness and with the older folks and they look with at the you. older folks and this is one of the few times that you're able to come around. It wasn't a big deal for them, but it was a big deal for me. Yeah. You know? And the first time I tasted it, I think I cringed. <laughs> it, it was so bitter that I wasn't I wasn't I couldn't process it. It caught you off guard. In a it sense, caught right? me off guard. I couldn't process the flavor. Okay. You know, and so deep, such a deep flavor mm. that I couldn't process it. And I tried and I tried <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you know, I had I was trying to get my liquor on and I, I just I couldn't process the flavor of um of the Guinness of the Guinness. The bitterness was just really it that. It was just really that. And then one day we were drinking. And he, my uncle bought like a case, um, a six pack, but it wasn't cold. Okay. And then, you know, I was like, here we go again. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to yeah. give this another shot. <laughs> and, and I Get tried right it. about that horse. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, we're, we're learning how to drink here. Yeah. You know, no rest for the, for the weary. Yeah, you for know? sure. And so I tried it at room temperature. Okay. And I, it was not that bad. It, I was able to process it. I was able... Most things that, that are bitter mm-hmm. or sour or whatever the flavor is, mm-hmm. you're trying, your mind is trying to process it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it's just too much. You you're just taking cannot, the information that your, your taking taste buds... Taking the information, and your taste buds are trying to figure out what is this. Yeah. I just could not process it before that. And once it was at room temperature, I was able to to, to process it and... and, and and absorb it, and you know, okay. and that's why it makes I think sense. It became, in, in, yeah, it became that beer that I can drink, you yeah. know. And but now, and now your go-to, and now it's my go-to. Yeah. So it's like before that, Triumphant. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> victory, finally, you know. So that's dope, definitely, that's dope. man. Cool, cool. Well, the next one I got for you is uh, is from the Bira Peroni Industrial um, Beer Company. This is the Peroni, the Nastro Azzurro. Uh, my Italian is kind of rusty, so I don't even know if I said that right, but I know it's definitely Peroni. Okay. Um, I came across this one the first time I came across it. Was, Looks uh, like champagne. Yeah. See the bubbles in it? Yeah. Doesn't um, have any, doesn't have a, doesn't have a head on it right now. Nah. It, so. it, it was a pour. I think the pour was, I credit the pour to that. Uh, and not the pour people, I'm talking about the pour of the beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, that one is, uh, it's a European pale ale. Okay. Uh, clocks in at a 5.1, which is a little higher than the last one you had, but not much. And um, and it's yeah, it's from the Bira Peroni Industrial uh, SPA. I imagine they they brew this in Italy somewhere. Yeah, Italy. Okay, Italy goes good with a slice of pizza. It's clean. It's okay. got a clean, refreshing taste to it. Right. And I could dig it. You know, if you if you a hot day. Okay. You know, I could I could I could. I could do this. Yeah. Um, I'm, the first one is still my favorite. All right. All right. So still holding you know, strong. Still, still holding strong. Lead. Still got that lead. <laughs> but I, I could dig this. Okay. Cool. Not bad cool. at all. Now, going back to the um, getting used to uh, drinking Guinness and, and discovering that the the room temperature was kind of the way that the best way to introduce, at least for you, um, your mind your and, your, and your palate. You yes, know, to, your to the um, that is that, that's typical in Jamaica 
uh, room temperature beer or is that something? I mean, I've always heard like, oh yeah, you know, you the drink, Guinness, uh, just the Guinness, the okay. Guinness. So you wouldn't have like a red stripe at room temperature. No. Okay. And there's certain beers, there's certain cultures, you know, certain beers are drank at room temperature and maybe that's how they're made to be drink. Okay. Um, and then others are made to be drink chill. Okay. You know? yeah, enjoyed so, in that sense. Enjoyed in that way. So. Nice. Maybe that was it from my ba- breakthrough. Maybe I thought I was, I was figuring something out that nobody <laughs> yeah, else knew. No, something I know. But <laughs> only you were privy to this information. To this like, information. I, I've discovered something. Yes, fire. <laughs> <laughs> now where did I put that wheel? <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. So drinking with your uncles. So I imagine at that, you know, I guess the second or third time around when you when you actually drank the warm beer. Um, I, did they give you that that look of approval, like, young man? In my mind, yes. <laughs> In my mind, that's exactly how it played out. You know. Now, if they would tell the story, you know. <laughs> like we didn't even notice he was there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. Hey, the things we do, man. The things we do that's to right, get uh, acceptance and approval. You that's know? right. Oh man, cool, man. cool. So the next one we're gonna try here is the uh, New Belgium's Brewing Company's. It's their Voodoo Ranger. It's an IPA. Um, it's an American IPA. Uh, it's brewed in Colorado. Is that grapefruit I smell in this thing? And there's IPAs usually have a good amount of citrus in them. Okay. Um, according to the notes, it's uh, bursting with tropical aromas and juicy fruit flavors from mosaic and amarillo hops. Okay. Um, this one. Now, this one, we're, we're taking it up even more of a notch. We're at a 7%. So, oh, I like that. So if you're looking for the, I like for that. the heavier, the, the higher ABV, this is the one here. Um, I like Belgian beer, too. Yes. I'm a fan. I, I've become, I've been, little by little, I've become more and more of a fan of just the Belgian, the quads, the triples. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging them. They, they, uh, they're not as light and they're not as heavy as some beers. Mm-hmm. But I, I thoroughly enjoy those as well. I like this. I like this. It's starting to get a little bit, just has a little bit of bitterness to it, probably yeah. from the, the citrus. Yeah, the, and the, the citrus and the hops. I and think. the hops. <clears throat> um. See, and the Guinness prepared you to, mm-hmm. to be able to adapt to this bitterness yes, now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like this. That's typically, like, a lot of people, I mean, even myself, like, IPAs, I... I steer away from them most of the time, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but now I find myself trying at least sampling it to see there's and I've, I've come across a couple that I'm like oh yeah this I could drink okay like because it doesn't leave me with that that memory of the last sip the like, last you know, sip for the next couple minutes you're sitting there going yeah. I can still taste that like I can still taste that beer I love when I love when you have a beer that has a lot of flavor. Mm. And as you have it on your tongue, you can taste the flavor. And then as soon as you swallow, shortly after that, it goes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think I've said it in a previous podcast where it gives you the opportunity to look forward to the next sip. Yeah, that's true. If, like, if it's sitting there in the back of your, your, your throat and you're like, this flavor's still there. it's So it doesn't doesn't give you like the... Uh, a reason to like, oh, take another sip. Like, I yeah. missed that. You know, you're still holding on to the place, like yeah. the aftertaste. But and that's me. I could imagine that you probably don't want the beer to be the whole conversation, too. You know, like you said, if you if it stays there, 
then it's yeah. always on your mind. You're you're trying yeah. to have a conversation with, with somebody with your buddies or with you know with your exactly. lady, and it's just like constantly there. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That. Makes sense. So that brings us to the last, the fourth and final beer. And okay. um, funny enough, we kind of went full circle. We started talking about Guinness after the first one, and this is Guinness. Uh, this is Guinness's uh, Blonde Lager. It's an American lager. Um, in Ireland, out of Ireland. What Guinness yes, Blonde? Sir. That's it. I've heard about it. Is it true? Yes, yes. It's, it's, it is here. It is true. And wow. it is here. All right. Let's check that one out. That one out. We brought it back down a little bit with the uh, the ABV. That's okay. a 5%, so it's not as strong as the IPA, the Voodoo Ranger IPA. But nonetheless, it's a beer is a beer. Okay. Uh, brewed in Ireland, an American lager. It's made year-round. <clears throat> Let me know what you think about that one. Good. Blonde is not is not the original. Not the original, but but still, it still good. has its own qualities. It still has its own qualities. I, I, I you know how do you not like beer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you not like beer? So <laughs> I mean there's definitely people who haven't adapted a taste to it, but for those of us who found ourselves challenged mm-hmm. by the bitterness of a Guinness <laughs> at, you know, at some point in their life and then overcoming that then after overcoming that it. it's like what's not to like what's not li- yeah. what's not to like yeah and besides that it would be funny for me to call this Beats and Eats like mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. or yeah Beats and Eats like there would be no segment in the beginning so I, I think I, that I, the Killian is gonna take it really okay I think so, it's gonna take it so, man so we're, we're at that point now where we kinda get you the ranking system we know definitely the Killians is number one yeah um, where do the next three rank I think the, I think the, um, the Voodoo Rain, um, Ranger is gonna be the number two, and that's okay. strict. That's a lot. It has a lot of flavor, but I'm a big fan of, you know, high alcohol content, content. beer. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those okay. because um, some people drink beer. I drink when I I drink after I eat. Okay. So. I can't do the quantity like some people can. Mm. I have the appreciation for it, but I can't do the quantity. Yeah. Like some people could start, you know, drinking without having any food on their stomach. Yeah. And, and be just completely fine drinking. and just continue to drink. Like chain drinking. Yeah. That's not me. I have to be able, I have to have something on my stomach or else yeah. it goes in knots. Yeah. You know, with any alcohol. Yeah. So, so for me, Something that has a higher alcohol content. Yeah. I could still sip it and it's, it, you know, it's great. Well, yeah, and, and the funny thing that you say that is because a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people find themselves uh, in a situation where they drink something that doesn't have such a high uh, alcohol content and they're, and they'll just, they get to the point where they drink four, five, six, seven, and they don't even realize that anything's happened or they don't feel anything. Exactly. As opposed to you getting one solid good beer, you know, and they're sacrificing flavor because you're not getting yeah. much flavor on a beer that's, you know, pretty much water. And yeah. then, uh, you know, you find yourself, if you, if you pick up something with a little heavier content, just, you have to, you have to mentally, you have to mentally be prepared to know that this is probably going to be the one beer I have. 
like exactly. you said, after a meal or something. Exactly. And, and that's going to be enough because it's, you know, I don't have to drink three of these. Exactly. I wouldn't recommend drinking three of those. Exactly. But, but uh, yeah, so there is a correlation there with the quality of beer, the, the alcohol that it contains and how many you have. So that's a good strategy, man. Yeah, some people don't really, some people feel like you got to chug beer, you know, instead of, instead of enjoying it. Yeah. You know, and there's some beers that you can chug, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the people that do decide to chug a beer, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, you guys can still be my brothers or sisters. <laughs> real, chug it. Yes. You know, um, yes. and then there's other people that 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 would like to sip on a beer. You know, and, and appreciate the craftsmanship. And appreciate exactly yeah. the the, the, the work that went it. into putting together this product. Exactly. Dope, dope. Exactly. So, so you guys heard it here. Keyshawn uh, stood the test of time. Um, he, he went through the four beers. Uh, Killian's definitely a strong number one, and uh, and the other ones kind of like float in the middle of the pack there. Um, and you can't go wrong with beer. You can't go wrong with beer. You heard it here first. This is Brews Beats and Eats. That was the Brews portion. We'll see you guys on the other side. See ya. Brews Beats and Eats the podcast. Uh, back at it. We're now in the uh, in the beats portion of the podcast. Um, this is the portion where we ask our guests, um, what are they listening to? What do they like to listen to? Favorite artist? Uh, what's the one album you'd find yourself listening to in, in isolation or if you were stuck on in a desert island or whatever? Um, Kishan, what are you listening to nowadays? Or what, what what do you go? What's your go-to music? I know I'm old. That's fine. Because I'm still on the Notorious B.I.G. Okay, okay. You know, Quality, that's a good choice. That's a, that's a good choice. You know, he's always been able to um, pick me up. Okay. You know, and I, I'm more of a, you know, some people, they're into the philosophy. They go to Tupac. Mm-hmm. But, like, I like the hip-hop, like, you know, getting ready to go out slick. Yes, you know what I mean? that kind of sets the mood for the sets evening. Sets the mood for the yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? what I mean? I, that's that's, that's so dope. That's, that's dope. usually my personality, so I tend to flow with him a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, you know, when um the Notorious B.I.G. album it came out, and then the the first song, "Who Doesn't Like Juicy," you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was a solid, Man, that, solid hit. That was a that solid was a hit. Solid, solid. Even if you hit. wasn't crazy about it at first, uh huh. Like. Took a couple seconds, and you had to appreciate. I mean, you had to appreciate the the, the lyricism, and uh, and again the, the the craftsmanship that went into the details that went into writing this, these verses. Because it, absolutely, it's a dope song. I mean, I was never a big fan of the production of it. I understood mm-hmm. the concept of um, it, the sample that was used was to kind of bring in an, an older audience, mm-hmm. but put a younger twist on it. Yeah, you know, back then. And uh, but you, I definitely can't take anything away from just the, the lyrics, the the story that he shares on that. That's that's a strong. He saw he, you know track. He, he he definitely like you said the story is great, and then the story is great, and then he crystal clear. You can hear the words coming yep. through. Yeah, you know that's one thing that he did very well. Yes, and it's just a beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful album, and I. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I probably listened to it. I can't tell you how many times, you know. And yeah. like I said, for me, um, you know, "Juicy" was a song that, to me, inspired me. Okay. You know, okay. because sometimes there was something. Sometimes if I was doing something difficult, mm. 
and I was listening to that song, it just, I don't, I would never sold drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, just, just the way that he, the way that he put it together about, you know, he was just trying to, um, sell a little bit of drugs to feed his daughter and yeah. just, you know, he was just trying to do his own thing, you know? Yeah. And no. it just, I really, I really resonate, that really resonated with me. And I think you know? what it is, what you're getting at is just that the hardship is hardship. Hardship is hardship. And it everybody matter. goes through and it, whether, whether it's, it. you know, whether it's not being able to feed, you know, your child, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to find work, like hardship, it comes through. And then, and I think the, the authenticity of this yes. hardship, like the way he presents it, it's like, you know, that, that yes. he's not, he's not bullshitting you. Like, this is something that he's, you know, he has went through and orde- you know, ordeals, or yes. ordeal. and, uh, and that's what it is. And that's where we relate. Cause like you said, we, we don't sell drugs. Yeah. But you, but at the core, he's discussing. It's not so much the focuses and the drug sales; it's the hardships, and then mm-hmm. the reward, the, the the other side, yeah, the other side of, of yeah. doing something. He did it to a dope beat too. Yeah, you know I mean, so it was cool. Yeah. It worked out, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm a big fan. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, besides that, is there anything else you're listening to nowadays? Some maybe something new. Um, um for me, like. I find myself going back to the old stuff. Okay, okay. You know, and yeah. then that's how, that's how, like I feel like that's how you know you're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Because I think every generation has like their own beats yes. and their own sound. Yeah. And I find myself, you know, I listen to stuff on the radio and that's fine. I've always been mainstream mm-hmm. type of dude. Yeah. It's just what I hear on the radio and yeah. that's fine. Um, but I find myself going back to the old school stuff where. When I was younger, it brings me back to a moment. Music, yeah, you know, yeah. will transport you back to a time that you were younger yeah. and, and carefree. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. it's just, so I, I will listen to the new stuff if it's playing on the radio. And I never really know an artist. I know the song. I know a couple words. But, you know, my wife and my kids, they make fun of me because I'm constantly singing a song wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who wrote it on top you of know, that. And then don't know who wrote it, you know. <laughs> and so they'll make fun of me with that. But, yeah. you know, I always have a song in my heart. But like I said, I find myself going back to the yeah. older stuff. That is the beat and the rhythm of my, you know, of my, when I was younger. Yeah, the soundtrack to your youth, to your to my the youth. time where you were coming of age. and Yeah, man. And when life yeah. was a lot easier, but, or simpler. Uh, in the sense of like, yeah, when you're coming out of your, you know, your teens, going into adulthood, and and mm-hmm. music kind of plays, it's this, it's the soundtrack to what's going on. So that's the what you what we gravitate to. I do the same thing, um, and my I always wonder if it's it's like. Um, what do you resonate? What do you go back to? Like, what's um, well, your favorite album? Oh, you uh, say? wow, uh, <laughs> album that I go back to, uh, album that I go back to that I have to say. I have to say, um, Common Sense's uh, Resurrection. Okay. It was it was a second album, um, and uh, and that's the one. It's like you said, it's the one that has the. Um, there's a lot of lyrics in there where he's describing his situation, mm-hmm. and and there was parallels. Wow. To what I felt I was going through at that time, you okay. know, um, and uh, and that's what kind of like brought me in. You know, wow. talented dude uh, to this day puts out music and it's, it's quality stuff. And but back then, when I first heard him, um, what drew me into it was um, 
The second album was promoted as there was right around that same time where gangster rap was kind of like it was oversaturated. You know, yeah. NWA had already set the pace years before, mm-hmm. and then avenues opened up for everybody else. Of course, it becomes a, a, a big selling point in albums when you just have this hardcore demeanor and gangster mm-hmm. rap. So everybody starts throwing their hat into the gangster rap, whether mm-hmm. they were official gangsters or not. Everybody yeah. took their crack at it, and and Common came out with with a vibe that it wasn't like. That's yeah. not my focus. Yeah. And, you know, me not ever being, participating or being into anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. we, I mean, you had your group of friends, but, yeah. um, but never affiliated in any sense like that. Um, that that kind of, that right there resonated, just the marketing scheme, which was uh, no bitches, no gangs, no bullshit or something. That was like, it was something okay. like that. That was like the tagline for his okay. album. And uh, so when, and then when I heard him like get into some of the songs, um, I think like the Book of Life was one of them and, and and I should know these quotes, um, mm-hmm. but it's something along the lines of um, um, uh, something about I'm 22, catch in the prime of my life. I have no time for him or wife. I struggle, disgruntled, trying to find me some light in this realm of darkness. So mm-hmm. it's like it's type of, that type of stuff where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm around this age too, and I don't see myself settling into a certain place, and I'm still trying to find my way. Through life, and it was not necessarily darkness, mm-hmm. but it was like, yeah, you, you like you're 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 evolving. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the thing too. Like for me, what you were saying about gangster rap, mm-hmm. I was never that angry. So <laughs> yeah. I just so I I have a hard time relating. Yes, because I was I was just never that angry. There, I listen to all types of music. Yeah, um, all genre of music. And there's certain types of music, the real angry stuff, yeah. whether it be gangster rap or it be um, like heavy metal, the, yeah. the, 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 like the heavy mm-hmm. stuff. Where real aggressive. Very aggressive music. Yeah. Um, I was never that angry, so it's hard for me to relate. relate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very hard for me to relate. And I'm always a happy-go-lucky type of person. I always mm-hmm. have a smile on my face, like I said, maybe a song in my heart. There so it's go. very hard. And there's nothing wrong with it, you know. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's somebody that that resonates with. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But yeah. for me, I was just never that angry. Yeah. So it, I no found it very hard to relate to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh that's where I find myself. Back, I said in the same frame, same boat that you're in. You know, I, most of the time I go back. I, I I'm a little. I'm a bit more of a fan of. Of, of hip-hop music so i do find myself you know searching you know with the internet uh which i think a lot of people that complain about today's music being one way it's like i don't know how often they go you know looking for stuff because there's stuff there's plenty of stuff out there you can there's listen to tons of stuff yeah out everybody's there. putting out something it's just the accessibility of being able to put together you know a, a, even it's not a whole album but just a song and putting it out there for someone to hear, you know it's going to be something you like you know Absolutely, um, but uh, and you know, yeah. I, I I don't want to beat up on the kids. Like a lot of guys, a lot of people, they want to beat up on the kids and oh, the stuff that they're putting out today is the music. But that's the same thing that they said about our generation. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So you know, they put out what they're putting out, and they're trying to change the game, just like you know the people that put out music in our generation did. Yeah, you know. So I don't I, I don't knock them. Yeah, like I said, but it's just the you know the beat of your. Your drum, the sound, the beat of your drum, drum. exactly, (laughs) the beat of your drum. Yeah, and and I've had this conversation before where it's it's kind of hard to shut down kids doing their thing, 
what moves them and whatnot. And and I always say like, yeah, this music's just not made for me. You know, it's not made for me. Wow. Um, I, but I, I would never say it's any better than what I listen to. Yeah. But uh, or that it's better. It's not better than what I listen to. But it's it's not my time. It's not I my like time that. frame. I like that. And, it's not made. And it's for not me. made for me. My question is, my question always is, and I think I posed this question to a previous guest. Um, is will that music still have the same? F- will will someone still have the same feeling about nostalgia about of rapper X or, or not? Uh, not uh, rapper Panda. Insert the name here. <laughs> rapper insert name here as you have with Juicy. You know what I'm saying? It's like what's the possibility of that happening to somebody else? That's what I'm saying to somebody else. It's like somebody oh, it's, young. It's a great possibility. You think so? Okay. Absolutely, yeah. it's a great possibility. So somebody else will find themselves in the posi- in the situation years down the line. Like it's gonna you bring share. them back. Okay, it's gonna bring them back. It's a great possibility, and that's what music is for. Um. I've always said to to me, I've always believed that music, you know, music, an artist should be able to eat off of their music. Yeah. But then once it's out, it's for everybody. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you've already shared it. Mm-hmm. You've shared it with us and then we've shared it with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Go on your tour and make your money and make your millions. Yeah. But it's out. It's for it's for the public. Once it's, it's out, it's, yeah. it's to be exactly. consumed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I build, and once I build something, I don't rent it out. You yeah. know, I can sell it, and it's yours. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and that's it. It's your work, but now it belongs. But to now it belongs else. to the public. Exactly. You know, because it's out there. So yeah. that's that's my belief. You know, obviously. The people who are making money off of the music don't want to believe what I believe. <laughs> no, no. You know, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Especially back in like 2005 or 2006 when Napster and all those streaming, I mean, all the, the downloading sites were out. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a topic of conversation with yeah. people and their, 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 I guess, intellectual property. But, you know, mm-hmm. once you put it out there, it's like, who knows what they're going to. And now, and they've, they've found a way to navigate around that. And now yeah. they have streaming services where artists get paid. You know, yeah. off of these streams. So where it's not like where if somebody does download something, it's like there is some type of um, income that comes in. So yeah, man, times have changed definitely. Definitely. And, and speaking of times changing, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break here, and I'm gonna play a song for you, and then we'll come back on the other side, and you let me know what you think of the song. So you down awesome. for that? Definitely, definitely. There you go, Blues Beats and Eats, Old Head Ed, Keyshawn in the house. We'll get back with y'all. That was uh, Little Brother off the May the Lord Watch album, and that song was right on time. <laughs> it was right on time. The song was right on time, and it was titled Right on Time. Produced by Knotts, Little Brother, um, a group that I've been following since their inception with the listening. Um, I played the song for Keyshawn. Keyshawn, what'd you think of the track? I think it was dope, man. Yeah. I think that it, it went right along with your common vibe that you like. You yes. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty dope. <laughs> Okay. Um, I like it a lot, man. That was cool. Yeah, it's real smooth. Um, it's it's real smooth. That's it's 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 to me. It's the easy listening version of hip hop. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, and we were talking about aggressive, and, and sometimes like aggressive is cool, but it's not. It not everybody can relate. Um, these, yeah. These these brothers really just, they discuss stuff that it's everyday stuff for you know just the common dude. 
Exactly. A real cool, like you said, a real um, um, slick lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, and just easy. You yeah. Know, they're not, they're not um, the baddest guy on the block. Correct. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be. Yeah. You know, there's only going to be one. <laughs> yeah, right? And you might be it, or you might not you be might it. Not, or you might be it today, and might not be it tomorrow. Exactly. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of, there's a lot of the the regular dudes, if you want to call it that. You know, there's nothing wrong. People want to say that you need to be, I, I know an old timer that told me that, you know, you don't have to be the best. You just have to be one of the best. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, as long as, as long as you, um... As long as you shoot shoot for the moon, yeah, you land in the stars. And you land in the stars, you yeah. know. So it's just it's one of those things where, you know, like I said, people want to outdo somebody else, yeah. You know, so they did something that was, you know, that that was they did something that was horrible, yeah. And so now I'm gonna top whatever that horribleness <laughs> is, you know. Yeah. And it's just like it's something even more horrible, and it uh, becomes a competition of who's worse. I think you went too far, right there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, bring it back to easy listening and just, yeah. you know, some quality people, some yeah. quality. Quality music, quality production, yeah, quality man. lyrics. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that this is still around or still available um, for the, for you know, for those who are, who don't, you know, don't find themselves in a situation every day where it's, you know, it's. It's viable to listen to just what the radio is playing, you know? Yeah. And it gives you another alternative. Um, definitely a dope group. Uh, I recommend anybody, get, anybody who's not familiar, get familiar with it. it it's pretty tight. Um, it, the, the album just came out about a week, a week and a half ago, and it's been steady rotation. Um, as always, I tell my listeners, um, if you listen on the Anchor app, you're going to hear the, the, the sound bite, the little clip. Um, if you don't, which is fine, if you listen on Spotify... Um, what I do is I'll add these songs that I play okay. for my guests onto the playlist la- there. So while you're listening to Bruce Beats and Eats podcast on Spotify, do yourself a favor, go over to Bruce Beats, the letter N Eats, that account, follow that account, and then that's got my playlist there. So cool. You can tune in through that too. Cool. So check this. So um, now that we've drank our beers, uh, we've listened to some music, we talk some music. And uh, now we find that ourselves in a place where there's nothing else to do but talk about eat. about food, let's the eat, eats. Man. Let's it's eat. the eats portion. So let's get into the eats portion. Bruce Beats and Eats the podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Bruce Beats and Eats, the podcast, Old Head Ed, still here with Keyshawn, Impact Weldon in the house. In, in the house. In the house of Impact Weldon. In the house. For sure, for sure. And uh, now we get into the portion where we discuss what our guests enjoy to put on a plate and, and, and indulge in. Let's do it. Like I said before, I love, 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 love some curry goat. White rice. Yeah. Keep it simple. But know, effective. But effective. Okay. But effective, man. Great flavor. Okay. Have a little bit of have a little bit of spice to it. Okay. You know? Um just a nice gravy. Mm. You know, goat meat tastes 
if you like lamb, you love goat. Okay. You know. Hand in hand. Yeah, it tastes very similar. And then, you know, curry is that flavor that people have been using for hundreds of years. If people have been using flavors for that long. Yeah. <laughs> More than 100, but who's counting? You know. <laughs> you know? We, you know, we're not here to keep record in the yeah, history books. Yeah, he just means a lot of years. Just for a sure. lot, a yeah. lot of years. And, so. and I'm sure, like any, any good curry, is you say white rice. So any good curry, you apply it to the rice. There goes your flavors. Like there you, really, goes your you don't have to introduce a, a rice with a bunch of flavor in it because exactly. That's why so many people. That's why so many cultures love rice. Mm. You know, because anything that you put with it, it's gonna take the flavor of it. Yeah. So it's just you know. People from the islands, Indians, um, Spanish, yeah, you know, different cultures just love rice. Yeah. And 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 like I said, for me, curry, curry goat, you have, you know, you just got the salty, that um the, a little the, bit the of spicy, heat. little bit of yeah. heat there, yeah. you know, it got a gamey flavor to it. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you can't beat that. Dope. Now I know now I know this firsthand because like Keyshawn said in the first segment, we go back a while and uh, I know this firsthand. Um, you know, Keyshawn, like most of the people that, that uh, I'm, I'm cool with, um, and, and I don't want to draw any any uh, uh, correlation, but it seems like most of my friends could get down. They could cook. Oh, Keyshawn yeah. could cook. Keyshawn was not going to go hungry. You know. So I pulled up to Keyshawn's you know. house several, on several occasions and... And I see him get back. I've witnessed him attempt dishes, make dishes happen, and and I walked away like he said with a smile. And he didn't have to weld anything for me. That's but I right. Was just... <laughs> <laughs> Keyshawn, what what uh what inspired you to just to, to cook? You know, after I started after I started well, I started cooking before I started welding. Okay. But then I think I started cooking when I was seven. Sounds the same. Seven. My, my story is right there on track. And too. the first meal, the first dish was curry. Mm. You know, so and and I think for me, it's just it's an art. You know, and yeah. I love art. I love I, some some of my favorite welding is the artistic expressions. Nice. You know, anything that I'm doing that takes like a little. You know, a little finesse, a little, yeah. it's a little bit artsy. I that's love what, it. That's where you take, that's where you shine the most. Yeah, that's where you look forward to the most. Oh man, in I'll, the profession. Yes. That's so what the same, I love. the same so goes the same with, the, with, with cooking. With cooking. The, yeah, I remember. Um, this is a while ago, but I remember you attempted. Uh, <laughs> you invited us over, like, yo, we're gonna have stir fry. We're gonna make a, <laughs> and I was like, really, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have stir fry, and I was like. Yo, you're nowhere near Chinese. Like, <laughs> how did this come into your repertoire? So I pulled up. I pulled up. I was so thankful he invited us. I pulled up to the crib, and and no joke, Keyshawn had like about a walk for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with 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 the sesame oil and everything. I bought a walk for that for that for that meal right there. Yeah, I was so excited, man. I went all out for that. Yo, and I and I mean, we'll get to the end result of it, but before we get there, um, so we're out there in, in the patio area, and we've got this walk fired up, and you can see the sesame oil just heating up, and oh, it's like yeah. yeah, that temperature's getting right. And I I don't know if it was I had uh, it was myself or somebody else at Kisha. Kisha like, how did you come up with? And Kisha was like, well, I just I was at the Chinese food place, and I just leaned over the counter, and I watched him <laughs> in the back do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he took what he saw from a distance and he said, ah, yeah, I think I could do that. And he gave it a shot 
and, absolutely and ultimately i was i was i was thoroughly pleased man i'm very I, visual man i'm a visual learner okay and so i just i could look at something and I could see the major details. I could yeah. see the major points, and then I could fill in the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but it was fun to do it. Yes, it was fun to eat. Too. I think it would taste good. Oh, definitely did. We enjoyed ourselves, and yeah. it was just I love experimenting like that. And yeah. typically, typically it works out. It works out for me. I was you know gonna say I mean? it's like it, it, when it works out, it even makes it that much better. Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, so I love that stuff. Dope. So, um, so so curry goat. Uh, curry goat and uh, and white rice. Uh, where would you recommend um, besides your own cooking? Mm-hmm. Where would you recommend if somebody was looking? You know, some of my peoples in South Florida was looking for. Uh, you gonna promote this? I mean, if you know someone who you like, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you know, if you know a place that really puts together some solid food, I know a lot of spots you go to. Like, I can tell you all my complaints about uh-huh. Jamaican spots uh-huh. and like finding the right one. Uh-huh. Um, so, so it's like I like to just bypass that and, and kind of point the people in the direction of the one that it's like, yeah, that's the one to go to. I'm gonna tell you a spot. Okay. And I have only one complaint about this spot. That's not bad. One complaint. Okay. And you're gonna listen to this complaint. Let's start there, I guess. The line is too long. The line is too long. They always have a line. That's a good bad thing. That's a good bad thing. And you know, to me, they to me they don't move a line like efficiently as they should. As efficiently as Americans like it to be moved. But man, they make it up when you taste their food, and that's Dutch pot. Okay. Okay. Dutch pot. All right. I you know I thoroughly enjoy their food, their cooking. Is is there go bony? Yeah, no, it has the meat, but it's, it's a Jamaican, it's a Jamaican version of it, so it's great. Okay, you know, and they the flavor is consistent. Okay, that's a, that's a big and that deal. means a lot. That means yeah, that a lot. means a lot because you know that when if you're gonna stand in a line yeah, like that, you want and you pull up, you want yeah, you want to be able to say, oh, I you know I stood in line and with good reason. Yes, you don't want you don't want to. You don't want to not have consistency. For sure. When for you're sure. cooking meals or when you're doing anything, really. Is there a time that they run out of stuff? Because uh, I've been to no. spots where I, like, I pull up and I'm like, yeah, let me get the steamed vegetables with that brown stew chicken. They're like, we don't have no more vegetables. What? I was like, it's like well, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to reconsider <laughs> my whole. And then the guys behind me is going to start yelling. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to feel like it's my fault, but it's not. Because but it's the one not. That you don't have the steamed vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so Dutch pot is the spot. Uh, regardless of the line, you're gonna get consistent food there. Um, are you are you much of a sweets person? Um, I would like not to be, but <laughs> but I got a sweet tooth out of this. You're world, cursed man. with that too, oh, right? I'm cursed with it, man. I love I love sweets. What, what's what's a dish that you? I heard can't that you can. Without? I heard that you can never trust somebody who doesn't like sweets. I don't know if I heard that, but I think I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna live by that creed too. <laughs> You know, where is the trust? If, if you can't the trust, enjoy you can't sweet. enjoy something as simple as sweet. <laughs> as sweet, yeah. I, I don't know if I can trust you, man. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know you. if that's a thing, but we can start it. We can start yeah, it. Definitely. Uh, don't trust the non-sweet eaters. Non-sweet eaters, we can't trust you. Can't trust them. Mm-mm-mm. Look at them sideways. You don't know. You don't know what, what they're going to do next. What's something that you would offer someone who's not, doesn't have a sweet tooth to kind of turn them, like maybe maybe persuade them. Persuade them to come on yeah. the sweet side. Yes. Ah, that is one of my favorite sweets. You know what? Carrot cake with with um, cheesecake icing. 
Cream cheese. Cream cheese icing. The frosting. You can't, yes. you can't, you bro, can't, that's strong. You can't go wrong with that. That is strong. You can't go wrong with that. There's a lot of flavor. You improve your eyesight. That's right. <laughs> you, you got veggies in there. You know, you're getting your veggies in there. And you can't, it's hard. It's hard to go wrong with that, man. It's very good. And I've always enjoyed that. So yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a, a good way to go. I'm talking about like, for everybody, yeah, just just get it now. Yeah, wherever yeah. you can get it from. Yeah, pull over. Just pull over. Pause the podcast. <laughs> pull into your local grocer and ask them where's that carrot where's cake. Where's that at? carrot cake? You know, <laughs> and it has to has the, the cream cheese the frosting. Cream cheese frosting. Yeah, that does it. something to it for sure. Yeah, and I'm not even a big frosting person. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. I've shared this story before, but um, Dominicans, Dominicans, like they they take pride in their cakes. So okay, Dominican cake is a thing. I'm not crazy about the cake. Okay. Um, and and it's more so the frosting. Like I like the filling. They usually throw some type of fruit filling in between. Okay. Um, the cake the cake does doesn't have the lightest consistency consistency, but it's moist. It's dense. It's dense, but it's moist. Okay. Um, and the fruit, whether it's pineapple or whatnot, it's good. That frosting, it's. Uh, my people it's like uh, it, it's it's it tastes grainy uh, like it's like you feel the sugar no it, you know so i've learned to appreciate you know when i find like a cream cheese mm-hmm. frosting on a carrot oh it's on point yeah it's on point and you know that's what's crazy because the denseness of the cake mm-hmm. you it's it's good it's what you're yeah. used to it's good for the culture yeah. like it's good in in your particular culture like yeah that's how jamaican cakes are the breads and stuff it's dense yes you know so it works but like you said that you know that buttercream throw that away <laughs> yeah. you gotta get that cream cheese icing <laughs> if you're gonna do anything with it you gotta get that cream cheese you icing. gotta take it over the top i think if anything you wanna if you wanna impress somebody man you gotta come yeah with the cream cheese that's it you know that's it i, would tell I can't you. imagine my wife Walking in with some kind of buttercream cake and saying, honey, this is for you for your birthday, for our anniversary, for whatever. It's almost like you don't even know me. Like, what, what you doing? Are you at the right household? <laughs> Definitely, man. You, you got to have that, that cream cheese icing. Dope, dope. Yeah. So y'all heard it here first. He, Sean, he told you about that ox, the, the goat, the goat, not the ox. We could have gotten to oxtail, but the goat with the curry goat with the white rice. Yeah. You know, l- lend that rice to the to the curry side and, and enjoy the just that flavoring on the rice as well. As well. We talked, uh, we talked cream cheese. We talked the Dutch pot. Yeah. And we talked cream cheese icing on a carrot cake. Uh, that's that would probably be his. Uh, that would be the olive branch you extend to someone who's not quite. Yes. Decided on whether they should go sweet or not. Yes, you know, you can tell me you're a health nut, and I'll tell you that there's carrot it's in there. There's carrot in there. Yes, you know, so, <laughs> you know, and if you can't do that, then we can't help you, man. We can't, there's no hope for you. There's a lot of things we do on this podcast, uh-huh. um, but I mean, if you're beyond help, if you're on beyond hope, yeah. I don't know if this is the right place for you. This may not be the right place for you. No, but regardless of that, it's still Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Old Head Ed, Keyshawn, man, I'd like to thank you for Yo, taking the bro. time. It's such a blessing, man. I um, appreciate you, For sharing you, man. all this with us and the listener. I appreciate you. Um, and just remember, uh, Impact Welding. Uh, what was the... the, the Impact the Welding Services email at gmail.com. You can find us on Angie's List, Google. You can find us on Yelp. Just, you know, if you Google Impact Welding Services, you're going to pop up. It's going to pop up. So, hey, if you got something, 
that you, you're not sure if you should throw away and maybe you want to have somebody look at it and maybe they could revive it it's, it's metal based let check them out I've, I've 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 had customers that's drawn up a picture of something that they want built and we build it we built it for them and they were we always try to put like an over the top touch on it yeah so that it just blows them away yeah and so they've done that you know what i mean it's it's, it's whatever it is that you want done you know, as far as metal is concerned, and you want it built. If it's not metal, give us a call because we. I've I've even I've had customers that that's called, and they go, um, I don't know where to find this, and I don't know if you deal with this. Okay. And I go, okay, let me look up this number, and I'll give it to you where you can find that particular product. I don't remember what the product was at yeah. the, that time. Yeah. But I looked up the number. And I found the number for them and gave them the number. They were like, really? And I was like, yeah, man. I just, like I said, I like people, you know? Yeah. Like, what what resources did you have that I didn't have? And you found this number. (laughs) Google. (laughs) (laughs) Dope, dope. Hey, Google it. He told you it's impact welding. Whatever you could think of, we could try to make something work. And, and you will be pleased. You will have a smile on your face. I had a smile on my face when I came through a Jamaican play, a Jamaican resident's household and I ate Chinese food. It was wonderful. <laughs> so, yo, like I said, Bruce Beats and Eats the Podcast. Oh, head head. We're at this another week. Thank you again for joining us. I'll see you guys on the outro. There it is, another episode of Bruise Beats and Eats the Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Keyshawn Dryden, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. A special shout-out to my listeners in Cordoba, Argentina, Lower Silesia, Poland, Germany, Quebec, Canada, wherever you're listening from, I appreciate the support. You can keep up with me on Instagram at Bruise Beats, the letter N, Eats. The same goes for the Twitter and the Spotify. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. You can find this podcast on several platforms, whether it's Spotify, Anchor app, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, CastBox, iTunes. Yeah, that's right. We're on iTunes now. No matter where you listen, do me a favor. Rate, comment, and subscribe. You know how it goes. I'm Old Head Ed, signing out. Peace.